was about 20 minutes outside of Atlanta and could see fluffy white clouds draped like scarves around the skinny necks of skyscrapers. Just call me, Faith said, worry needling the edge of her brain. Grocery store, gas station, pharmacy. Her mother had a car seat identical to the one in the back of Faith's Mini. She was probably out running errands. Faith was over an hour late. Evelyn would have taken the baby and left Faith a message that she was going to be out. The woman had been on call for the majority of her adult life. She didn't go to the toilet without letting someone know. Faith and her older brother, Zeke, had joked about it when they were kids. They always knew where their mother was, even when they didn't want to, especially when they didn't want to. Faith stared at the phone in her hand as if it could tell her what was going on. She was aware that she might be letting herself get worked up over nothing. The landline could be out. Her mother wouldn't know this unless she tried to make a call. Her cell phone could be switched off, or charging, or both. Her Blackberry could be in her car or her purse, or somewhere she couldn't hear the telltale vibration. Faith glanced back and forth between the road and her Blackberry as she typed an email to her mother. She spoke the words aloud as she typed, On my way. Sorry I'm late. Call me. She sent the email, then tossed the phone onto the seat along with the spilled items from her purse. After a moment's hesitation, Faith popped the gum into her mouth. She chewed as she drove, ignoring the purse lint clinging to her tongue. She turned on the radio, then snapped it back off. The traffic thinned as she got closer to the city. The clouds moved apart, sending down bright rays of sunshine. The inside of the car began to bake. Ten minutes out, Faith's nerves were still on edge, and she was sweating from the heat in the car. She cracked the sunroof to let in some air. This was probably a simple case of separation anxiety. She'd been back at work for a little over two months, but still, every morning when Faith left Emma at her mother's, she felt something akin to a seizure take hold. Her vision blurred, her heart shook in her chest, her head buzzed as if a million bees had flown into her ears. She was more irritable than usual at work, especially with her partner, Will Trent, who either had the patience of Job or was setting up a believable alibi for when he finally snapped and strangled her. Faith couldn't recall if she had felt this same anxiety with Jeremy, her son, who was now a freshman in college. Faith had been 18 when she entered the police academy. Jeremy was three years old by then. She had grabbed onto the idea of joining the force as if it was the only life preserver left on the Titanic. Thanks to two minutes of poor judgment in the back of a movie theater and what foreshadowed a lifetime of breathtakingly bad taste in men, Faith had gone straight from puberty to motherhood without any of the usual stops in between. At eighteen, she had relished the idea of earning a steady paycheck so that she could move out of her parents' house and raise Jeremy the way that she wanted. Going to work every day had been a step toward independence. Leaving him in daycare had seemed like a small price to pay. Now that Faith was thirty-four, with a mortgage, a car payment, and another baby to raise on her own— She wanted nothing more than to move back into her mother's house so that Evelyn could take care of everything. She wanted to open the refrigerator and see food that she didn't have to buy. 
She wanted to turn on the air conditioner in the summer without worrying about having to pay the bill. She wanted to sleep until noon, then watch TV all day. Hell, while she was at it, she might as well resurrect her father, who died eleven years ago, so that he could make her pancakes at breakfast and tell her how pretty she was. No chance of that now. Evelyn seemed happy to play the role of nanny in her retirement, but Faith was under no illusion that her life was going to get any easier. Her own retirement was almost twenty years away. The mini had another three years of payments and would be out of warranty well before that. Emma would expect food and clothing for at least the next eighteen years, if not more, and it wasn't like when Jeremy was a baby and Faith could dress him in mismatched socks and yard sale hand-me-downs. Babies today had to coordinate. They needed BPA-free bottles and certified organic applesauce from kindly Amish farmers. If Jeremy got into the architecture,